Hello, and welcome to Through the Mist with me, your host, Owen. This is a Void and Verse Theory podcast where we will look at the law and try to understand how it all works. In this episode, we'll be looking at the Hunters of Artemis. Hey, we're back with another episode, guys. We're back, we're back, we're back. Yes, who's back? Hey, back again. Oh, Owen's back. Hey, tell your friend. Oh, yeah. Go tell your friends about this podcast, especially if they like Percy Jackson. You can also go tell them to follow the Instagrams at through underscore mist. Or, you know, if they want to get in touch or you want to get in touch, you can email through.t.mist at gmail.com. Oh, plugging myself right at the start. What a... Oh, God, no. Not like that. Mm, calm on, nice. Calm down. But, yeah, getting all the plugs... Plugging all the stuff out right at the start because we are the best. So yeah, welcome back to uh, this, another episode of Through the Mist. Episode 9 to be precise. Two more and we will hit a year. So I might try and do another one at some point just so it's 12 a year. So it's nice 12 months because I skip that month in August. But we know. We'll see how that all pans out. Um, so uh, yes, I've got, I've got two things I want to mention before we get into the the theory one of them is to do with the theory because this is Owen's ramble section if you've never come to this before this is where either if anyone got in contact with me because no one ever does if either someone got to contact with me i would mention and we'd have a discussion about what they said at this point or it's just me rambling on about random thoughts that i've had throughout this month about percy jackson or whatever the episode i'm looking at this week is so um, i'm gonna start off with i've come up with a, a group name for you guys that listen the like probably about five of you that actually listen to my podcast rather than just i don't know but we've got more instagram followers than we have listeners so i don't really understand how it works you know we have low engagement that's fine but anyway for you uh you you true fans out there of this podcast uh i have now come up with the name mist busters for you it made me laugh it's a great it's a pun on mist busters you know so we're now mist busters because we uh Busting open the mist, you know, trying to see through it, you know, all the wordplay that I have going on in this podcast. So now I'm going to, for now on, refer to you lot, the listener, as a mist buster. Because why not? It's fun. I hope you like that name. If you don't, remember, you can always get in touch and give us with better suggestions. So uh, the other thing I want to talk about is to do with what we're looking at today, which is the Hunters of Artemis. I might put some music first. Because this might go on for a bit, and it's a bit of a rant. We'll see. We'll see what our editing Owen did. What I want to talk about, Hunters of Artemis, specifically the Grecia-Roman whole double god thing. Because, 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 Thalia, like, do the Hunters of Artemis, did they know about the whole Diana existing thing? It comes up for many reasons. One, if you're a Roman demigod, the oath you say is exactly the same except where it says Artemis you say Diana it's like it makes sense for that fact but that means that the group must have been mingled of different types of demigods before so did Thalia know about the Romans like probably like a week after she joined it like just got told to her because they spend a lot of time around Artemis so I have when did Thalia that's Thalia for most people but there's a th in names of order it is Thalia and sometimes it's hard to get out of these uh, habits that you've brought up you've given yourself when reading a book and not actually hearing it out loud anyway what was it yeah so when did she find out about the romans it's like did she find out right at the start 
she found out later on. It's a mess. It's an utter mess. Like, oh, it's one of the biggest plot holes with the whole Roman thing. Is when did the hunters, when did Thalia specifically find out about? Because obviously she didn't know about them before. But then, but then the whole bit in here is Olympus when they meet Jason for the first time. It's like she doesn't seem to know about the Romans because it's like I don't know where you could have gone. But there must be some Roman demigods in the group. They can't all be Greek up until that point, or maybe they are. Who knows, really? It is very weird and just, ugh, don't like it. Don't make sense. Yes. Anyway, we'll get on to the actual topic now. So, roll those banging tunes, Owen. Tuning. So, I just recorded something, and I didn't like how I was wording it, so this is the first ever complete re-record of a section. So, what I was trying to say last time, which you will never hear, because I have now deleted it forever, is that before we get into the Hunters part, the Hunters of Artemis, I just want to have a little talk about Artemis herself and her maidenhood, and how that relates to the vow that we get in the book. Also, we just have a little cultural context, because I it's... It's just, I like it. I like what it says. And that's all I'm going to say on that, because last time I tried to elaborate, I just got weirded out by myself. So, the, we'll go with the cultural context first, because then that gets out of the way, and then we can go to the foul thing, and that, yeah, better order, Rowan. This is the better order. So the ancient cultural context, the, 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 the ancient cultural context, say that six times fast. The ancient cultural context, which I want to mention, is that, so the fact that she's a maiden, may have also been uh, a way for her to uphold her power because uh, a married woman is usually in the world of ancient Greece if we look at Athens in particular because I think like Athens and Sparta they're the main two Sparta was a bit different Athens was more what we would consider Tudory um, it's probably the best way I can describe it without. Thanks for Hobble Histories for taking me the difference of between Athens and Sparta. Wife swap. Um, <laughs> horrible histories. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, Artemis. So the fact that she held on to her mainhood and didn't give it away, that part of her away, um, also gave her her own power um, rather than giving it to whoever her godly husband would be. Um it's a way for her to become her own master and it's kind of one of those women empowerment things that you see around everywhere well not everywhere but you know it's good it's all good anyway hey up editing owen here so i realized that in the deleted version i did mention something that i want to put back in which is uh for this entire episode all the research i did was uh, mainly either from two websites uh wikipedia uh which you know it's relatively good source um and but also from this theo.com website which is more useful for the maiden stuff later and i think i mentioned this again and i think i said i put a link in the description i can't remember now but i just wanted to mention that now um just again because i feel like it's important yeah okay i'll send you back to pasta and bye <laughs> So, now the, the 
bit I want to talk about for the vow, the historical context for Artemis and the vow. So, as her role, as a primary role, primary, as a prime, as a primary role, as a hunchless, you could have her manhood linked with that, because hunters would traditionally abstain from the fun times prior to the hunt, um, as a ritual, as a form of ritual purity, out of the belief that um, the scent of their naughtiness would scare off potential prey, um, so they would be able to hunt as well. So it could be linked to that, which is both uh, just a nice nod to the traditions at the time, but then there's also the thing I talked about earlier, which I don't want to mention again, because I find it weird when I do, because I don't think I'm the one that should be talking about it. Yeah, please. Anyway, um, we'll now get onto the hunters themselves. So, in the myths, there are no hunters of Artemis. However, she does have attendants. So in the Ten Wishes poem by Kalimankus, 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 well, if you want to spell it, that's uh, Charlie, uh, Alpha, Lima, Lima, Indio, Mike, Alpha, Charlie, Hotel, Uniform, Sierra, because I, there you go, if you want to spell that out. Um, she has the wishes she asks for. One of them is to have 20 Asamide nymphs, uh, water nymphs, uh, 20 nymphs of the daughters of the river god Aminos in Crete to become her handmaidens and watch her dogs and bow while she rested. So, along with these, she also had uh, 60 of the Oceanides, which are ocean nymphs, I believe, which would have been like the start of the idea of the hunters of Artemis in this. However, we also get the Apothe. Apotheosis maidens, um, who are again referred to as attendants in the mythology. Um, but these were mostly mortals. There was a couple of nymphs that I saw in the thing. Um, actually, I'll put the email link to the Theo website, and you can see all this stuff and gives you a little more context if you want to look at it. Put that in the description. I'm pointing down again like I'm in a video, but I'm not. Um, mostly mortals that were given immortality by Artemis as acts of heroics, because of like acts of heroics, or to help them escape the wild clutches of those evil men. Grr. I'm I'm saying that sarcastically, but I mean it seriously. Um, and uh, this does include our good friend uh, Hermithia from Toa. If you read Toa, you know what I'm on about. Technically. Zoe is kind of an ocean nymph, so uh, she could have been in that 20, or those, no, not, she wouldn't be in the 20 Nyad nymph daughters, but she could be in the 60, the original part of the original uh, 80 attendants that uh, Artemis had. Yeah, so that's kind of some background on the hunters, because the hunters weren't real, real thing really in the myths, but she has these attendants, which... I think Rick did some, had some fun with and played around with the idea. We'll get to that next. So, the books. <laughs> so, as I just said, the hunters weren't real thing 
in the myths. She actually has these attendants, but she doesn't have the hunters as we know them from the books. So it it's like from the world of Rick and the Royden verse, hunters seem to be an extension or reimagining of these attendants. So like you have the Apotheus attendants, maidens, and um, that is where the pure concept of the hunters come from. But then you also have the nymph attendants, which is why she kind of accepts anyone and all that jazz, um, all that fun jazz. So, but the one part of Royden law that is pure Royden law is the oath itself, which goes like this. I pledge myself to the goddess Artemis. I turn my back on the company of men, accept eternal maidenhood, and join the hunt. It doesn't matter if I say that, because, you know, me being man, I'm not allowed in in the first place. Um, <laughs> that's exactly the same if you're Roman, except you shake Diana. As I said earlier, this throws up a whole lot of complications. So, but this idea of eternal mainhood and joining the hunt and stuff, joining the hunt and the hunt of Artemis and the eternal mainhood before mentioning this before, and how are it like it links back to Artemis and her most of her attendants, uh, her Apotheus maidens, her mortal maidens, because I'm going to say that from now on, um, and things, and how most of them were running away from the man, literally the man, um, trying to find safety in uh, someone else, in a collective. Uh, so yeah, so that's that. This is a bloody darn thing, which I hate. And we'll get on to the community question I asked last month, Facebook, when the last episode came out, which no one replied to. I have zero engagement. It's sad. So remember, if you want to join in, follow follow the Instas through underscore mist. And you can DM, add comments to posts, whatever makes you feel better. Or you could email blue.t.mist at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to be anonymous, just state it somewhere in the message and I won't name you. It's, it's that simple. That simple. Um, yes, so we'll get to the community question now, um, and I'll talk a bit more about why I decided to do this episode in the first place. Okay, we're doing another re-record. <laughs> um, so, uh, you can probably guess that I am, I, I, I want to talk about this, but I'm finding it hard to find the right words to talk about this sort of stuff. So, the community question. So, what this community question was, I'll just stay out straight. It was, the reason I asked it was I wanted to look at how the Hunters of Artemis have become queer icons to a large section of the community. Because when I read the books and all this stuff, I never saw it that way. Probably because I'm not one of them. Um, uh, also a man. Um, but... I, I never saw it that way. I think I, sh- I've, I saw it more in line with what is canon and what is law within the book universe. Um, the Royden verse in the sense of they are maidens. That's it. <laughs> um, we And so I asked the question out on Instagram. Uh, I got response from none of my audience, but I got response from the Seaweed Brain podcast, specifically Erica. Um, and that was the only response I got on Instagram. That was it. No one else said anything else. So, sad times. 
But what I did instead was I went and got my other podcasting contacts and went and asked them to see if they had any opinions they would like to share. And I got thoughts back from the Half-Blood Report, Sam, uh, Floor 600, Natalie, and the Best Dan Camp, which is just fan. Um, I will put descriptions and links to all the podcasts. I've got, I've, you know, I'll do the little plug. I'll do the little plug for all of you guys now. So, Siri Bain Podcast. Their their core concept is they wanna they wanna look at Persebeth. That's they they they're in love with Persebeth. They wanna look at Persebeth. Go listen. Um, for a half blood report, they look at all Royden related news. Royden presents books, uh, TV show news, movie news. They look at news. They do reviews. They do interviews. They interviewed Rick. Go take a listen. They interviewed him for the last book. Go take a listen. Uh, Stretching floor six hundred. That is now uh, in a deep sleep, uh, like Gaia. But if you want a chapter show by chapter review of the uh, Pojo series, they've done that. It's all done. Go listen, binge it. Um, and then the best time camp uh, uh, is fan. Shout out to British podcasters. It's just us two, um, and they. There's a chapter, chapter one, one, but in chronological order. So, you know, it's a bit of fun. You get you get to find out um, in order of the series of read. I think that she's about to start uh, a new book. So, you know, always a good jumping in point. Um, yes. Plugs out the way. We'll go back to the serious stuff. Remember, links in the description for all of them. Um, I'm the point. You don't think again. <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, 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 so. I got responses from all these people. Well, one of them was on Instagram. You can go read that one from Erica. It's very good. I recommend you read it. If you, like me, didn't see the world uh, this way. Because it's a very nice response. And it, it frames it nicely. It's very, it's very well written, Erica. Uh, anyway. It showed me, it made me understand very nicely. That is what I'm saying. So, go read it. Um... So, the the main things I picked out from the conversations slash responses that everyone gave had was um, that uh, that this idea of the queer icon stuff is more like it was this. It's in a it's a place where they could be themselves without feeling any social pressures. <laughs> So if we go back to, like, um, so we have this wonderful thing that uh, Sam said. She's joining the Hunters would be a great way f- for them to escape prosecution and or forced marriage. Um, it's It was an escapism. Uh, it was a safe haven for queer women and women as a whole. That's from Fan. So it was this idea that I think a lot of, that I'm saying I think, that it seems... I think that's a better way to say it. I had a I have a small representation because no one wanted to comment. If you all commented, I'd have a bigger pool. Okay, this is I'm trying my best, but I wanted to talk about this, so we're talking about it. And yeah, and it's this. It was an escapism, and it was a great. As as Erica said, it amazed me as a kid that you could just do that. That being, join the hunters, and reject men and social ideals and the rest of it. And also get a cool silvery jacket. Like, I mean, come on. Who doesn't want the cool silvery jacket, man? 
Oh, phone's going off. I will be back. I'm back. And I just heard myself what I said, uh, like as I was running down the stairs to pick up the phone. So uh, when I said men, I was just talking about people in general. Um, <laughs> yes, anyway. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Hunters of Artemis, queer community. It all cool. I, it was just me basically wanting to understand uh, it from a different perspective. And I think I have. And thank you to everyone that responded. That was great. Um, if you, like me, saw it differently, uh, maybe reading Erica's response on the Instagram, because it's the only public one, or listening to this bit, me, me trying to explain the other side, which is a really bad idea in hindsight, um, helped you understand it too. So... I think that's going to be it for this episode because I don't want to, I feel like I'm digging myself into a hole, um, talking about other people's opinions for them. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, that's going to be it then. Uh, this month, I've got, I think next month, do you want to, do you want to, everyone get a hint for next month? Do you want the next month hint, guys? Next month, we're going to be looking at the only book series we haven't looked at yet. That's right. I think I'm going to do a Magnus Chase episode because I finally come up with something for it. However, I need to do a bit of research first. So, you know, if it isn't Magnus Chase. Sorry. Um, anyway, make sure. Hey, thank you for enjoying this theory. If you have any comments on, theory, on this theory or theories of the only one you can discuss, Elon Poo.com, follow the Instagram, DM them. Make sure you follow the podcast, rate this podcast, whatever you subscribe to the podcast, whatever you have to do to get this podcast known out there. Like, I don't know, write an Apple review. Um, I've been knowing. Come back next time as we try to see. Ooh, that means! Ooh. That was a weird one, I Hopefully it works.